0: You guys know how supporting local business is in our blood. We're super excited to tell you about Denver Rubber Company, and it may not be what you think it is. Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable (laughs) local partner for your long-term projects. Since 1972, Denver Rubber Company has provided the highest quality of products, From custom die-cut gaskets, molded rubber, to custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses, DRC offers innovative solutions to serve a diverse line of industries including aerospace, pharmaceutical, construction, medical, military, electronics, and so much more an ISO certified company that will work with you from design to final product that is both cost-effective and will meet your requirements. If you're in need of custom design, material selection for your project, or have a deadline to make for a large order, do not hesitate to call Denver Rubber Company. Call them today at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnvr and tell them who sent you.
1: And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time! Tipped in front by Mika Rantanen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon Col J.T. Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel
0: Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. See me by Drew Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> my Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast on opening night for the Avs. We are presented by The Green Solution. You can visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. And you can use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Haefeli hockey as far as the nhl is concerned is officially underway that got started last night. The avs are about 5 hours away as we record this podcast. AJ, I know you've already been amped for this game to just be here, but we even have a, a lineup card now, so it's it's starting to feel real.
1: Oh, it's definitely real, man. I'm in the I'm in the midst of my game day routine for the first time since what? May. Yeah. So I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm
0: yeah. He's hyped. I'm hyped. Hockey is back. It's actually back. No preseason McKinnon going 40% hockey. No, we're, we're back to all out and the Avs start off tied with many, many teams for last place in the central division as the blues did pick up a point last night (laughs) in an overtime loss. Gotta say, Jordan Bennington looked a little shaky. Yeah, didn't two of those goals go off of him? The overtime one definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I mean, Ovi, Beast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That guy is something else. Um, honestly, I'm just ready to get to this. Uh, Calgary tonight, Flames, we've talked about this. Um, uh, we got lineup confirmation today. Nachushkin is in the lineup. Uh, Bednar said that Wilson just hadn't quite shown enough yet, coming back from uh, preseason injury, to to hop into that lineup. And Nachushkin gets the power play two spot and fourth line right wing. So we'll we'll see how he does. You know now. Decisions have been made. He's going to play for him. He's going to make his debut. He's among six guys making their Avalanche debuts today, which seems like a lot for for one night. Given that this was a playoff team last year, so for that many guys to be uh, to be making their 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 debuts in a, in a new team, it's a lot of guys. Well,
0: and five of them are forwards, so nearly half the forward core is right. brand new. Yeah. And you know the defense, so young.
1: You know, as expected, Graves and Timmons will be uh, a pairing. And what thirty six NHL games combined uh, for for half of Colorado's defense tonight between yeah McCarr Graves and Timmons? They've got thirty six games together. And
0: for regular season, Graves is the only one that has actually played one,
1: right? So. Well, and and he,
0: you know, Makar has 10 playoff games and Graves doesn't have any. Right. So a a bit of a weird situation with the defense there. Yeah. It is a little bit curious. They do have Makar and Zadorov together and then Johnson and Gerard. Not the biggest surprise in the world, but it isn't the full turn and burn press.
1: Yeah. And, you know, uh, Gerard and and Johnson played a lot together last year. And, Probably the best pair for the Avs. And this this makes sense. Uh, you know, we all wanted the turn and burn. We wanted G and McCarr to get going together, but you know, this this makes perfectly logical sense. It's totally defensible. It's okay. This is fine. Um, and then Graves Timmins is your third pairing. Um B- Bedner said that Timmins is a guy that could play in all situations for them. Um uh, Sakic said yesterday that they expected Timmons to play a lot of minutes for them. I'm you know, i'm I, I don't think that they're gonna be afraid to use that third pairing, although tonight I would not be surprised to see them in like the fifteen minute range.
0: You have to think with a team that's built like Calgary is with such a big top line that they yeah. would avoid that.
1: Yeah, very top heavy. Uh, i I don't know with these with the way that they did these pairings, I don't know how I would try and uh, match up. I guess it would probably just be uh, Gerard Johnson against the Goudreau line and then Zadorov, goudreau against the backline line. But you could flip them, and I'd be fine with that too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess how much faith do you have that Zadorov is not going to get off to a slow start is how much you'd be willing to use him on, against the higher lines, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, just that's just a history thing, right? Right. It, you don't know... And- This year until you see him play in a real game, so
1: yeah, and you know the 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 only reason that we've had we're worried about that is just because the previous years he you know Z has definitely gotten off the slow starts, so he doesn't really have that you know with the Cole injury this year he doesn't have that luxury, right? The Abs need Nikita Zadorov, you know Nikita Zadorov. He signed a a one year prove it deal over the summer and they just don't have the luxury of waiting for him to find his game in the beginning of December this year. They need they need him to find it now. They've got a tough schedule out of the gate against a lot of good teams and he's clearly in their top 4, so he needs to be he needs to be at the top of his game on day 1, you know, and you know, you're not, we're not going we're not going to like come down really hard on him and be like, "Nah, he's terrible if he's not or anything, but he does need that. They they are asking him to to play in a bigger role right at the hop, right off the hop of the season
0: here. That he needs to he needs to adjust to. He's got to show well. Look, you're asking him to do the exact same thing he did at the start of the playoffs against this Flames team. You want the Avs to dominate this game, mm-hmm. send a message. Zadorov blow up somebody like Kachuk early. That'll send a message.
1: First first shift that they get out there, just go and find him. Yeah. You know, just go and find him and blow him up and take the puck from him. So obviously, <laughs> you're not you're not going to go blow him up if you don't have the puck. you just can't just go hit the guy. But I, you know, send that message definitely early to go and go and get him. And don't don't take any BS from a team that is full of it. You know, they are they they got rid of Neal over the summer and brought in friggin Milan Lucic. You know, this is this is a team that they've got Lucic, they've got Kachuk, uh, they've got Sam Bennett, uh, they've got Austin Zarnik. A bunch of pests. You know, guys guys who have carved out roles in their careers as obnoxious get under your skin types. So if Colorado wants to shut that down, you gotta bully the bully. You know, how do you how do you handle the, the bully? You punch him right in the damn mouth. And we saw that in the postseason. They handled it no problem. Matthew Kachuk, not a factor in that series. You know, they it was not a running thing about him getting under the skin and uh, of Colorado and him being effective. You know, and he had the hell he had three points in five games. He was
0: one of their more effective guys. I mean, I could definitely drink to not taking any BS. So we do need to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer. They turn 29 in just a couple of days. Two days from today, on Saturday, October 5th, they are hosting a gigantic party. They're calling it the Nanny for their 29th birthday. They'll have all of their beers there from the Strawberry Sky, the Vanilla Porter, their Amber Avalanche, you name it. They'll have it there. They have a ton of bands there. I think they have two stages for bands to hang out, play sweet music, and just party all day. Definitely something you can check out. You can find more information on it at Breckbrew.com/slash Hoot Nanny. Looks like it's going to be an awesome time to just go chill over at Breck Brew. And you can also keep an eye out for the Breckenridge event calendar on the DNVR.com where we have all of our events where we'll be drinking Breck Brew and watching Avalanche hockey. Highly recommend you take a look there so you can come out and drink a few with us as well. Alright, back into this abs. Flames game that we have coming towards us here. Nieto gets the third line duty over Nachushkin. Mm -hmm. We had talked a little bit about that. Would like to see Nachushkin maybe get the opportunity to to prove he can be a bit more of a goal scorer. You did mention he will be getting that second power play time, but I do wonder about his fit on that fourth line. Yeah, with
1: Calvert and Belmar, you're talking about a heavy line that wants to play, that's going to play good defense for you. And is going to be real hard on pucks, and is going to be you know very obnoxious. We don't really know where Natchushkin fits into that. You know, Bednar said that he really liked his preseason. I obviously don't agree. Um, but they're they're putting him in there, and they're going to see they're going to see how he does. I would have put him on the third line and say, hey, this is kind of your in between line where they can do a little, a lot of different things for you. And is is this really where they're going to get the most out of Natuchin? Is the question, and I don't right. know that it is, uh, because this is a fourth line that, for once, you want to lean on this line. You want to give them defensive responsibilities. You want them to to have a real role for your team this year. And if 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 Nichuchin goes out there and kind of sinks that line or is totally ineffective. You know, for, first of all, it's only one game. Like, so this could look very, di- you know, it could look different in game two where they say, all right, well, that didn't work out. Let's get Colin Wilson in there, you know? And I think that's what they, I, I don't think they'll be shy to rotate guys in and out of the lineup this year, uh, because I do think that there's a higher belief in the in the healthy scratches that they have on this roster right now and the guys that they sent down to Loveland. And so you've got to perform at a high level to stay in this lineup, it's on Nachushkin to prove that this this faith is justified. And I hope he goes out there and scores three goals tonight. Give him the old Joe Colburn.
0: <laughs> yeah. I My problem is the good part of Nachushkin's game that I saw in preseason was all in the offensive zone when he was playing like a power forward driving to the net. And I just don't see that opportunity much on that fourth line.
1: Yeah, I, I really don't know what calvert belmar offensively will look like the one time we saw it really in the preseason they were not against a very nhl heavy club and i i we'll see you know that's we're we're curious about that upside we're not sure where that that goes what that looks like the uh you know that's where Nachushkin can help that you know kind of bring that up in the same way that I feel like Nieto might bring down the offensive ceiling of the third line, Nichushkin can, can bring up the offensive floor of the fourth line.
0: That's so,
1: true. You know, the same kind of the similar argument. So we'll see though, right? I mean, this is still a guy who scored no goals last year. So we're kind of hoping and praying here. This is all projection on our part that we see the skill level and even today in in morning skate you know and i'm not going to make too much of this but evan and i were sitting next to each other kind of laughing because he was trying so hard to beat fransoez he even had one where uh the, he got the rebound and he had an empty net and fransoez just stuck the leg out Boop, kicked it away <laughs> yeah flicked it out of nowhere and it was you know it was a great save it'd be a highlight real save but it reminded me of Kerfoot in the playoffs last year where the guy just could not do anything to break yeah. through. It wasn't even happening in practice. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, that, <laughs> that curse gets lifted from the chushkin and he goes out there and he starts putting up points. Cause, cause now he's on the team. He's, he's going to play. He's going to be in there. I don't think that this is going to be a fourth line that plays six minutes. Like it did last year. We've said all summer, you know, the, we expect this to be a much higher usage fourth line, and they've invested in it, so it it damn well should be. You should absolutely be able to trust that group more than they trusted the one last year, uh, especially on day one when you're ninety percent healthy.
0: So, not only is eighteen cursed, but thirteen might be cursed now as well. Sure. It I mean, there's people that think 13 like is cursed anyway, so... That's true. If they do look a lot similar. It's not that far to go from a 3 to an 8 as far as drawing the number is concerned. This is the hard-hitting stuff that people are definitely uh, <laughs> tuning in Can't for. Can't wait to hear for
1: that. Yeah, yeah I know I, I mean, I know hey, the the most commented aspect of our Timmins conversation the other day that I got feedback on was the conversation at the end about the curse of 18.
0: There you go. So People care about their numbers. It matters. Dude, I tell you. All right. We'll get out of this first segment here for you. We'll come back with some more av stuff in segment two. But you guys have to head to Infinity Park the weekend of October 5th and 6th to check out the International Women's Rugby Sevens event but and a delicious international weekend. food. That is this weekend. It's coming up a couple days away, Mm -hmm. literally. They have amazing food, incredible bands, and Infinity Park is the only U.S. stop for this rugby series, and teams from around the world are participating, including the USA here, New Zealand, Japan, England, Russia, Brazil, France, Australia, just all over the world. This is a crucial series for these athletes as they prepare for the 2020 Olympics. Rugby sevens is a physical, demanding game of speed, endurance, and intensity, these really are some of the best athletes in the world. If you're a sports fan of any kind, you'll be blown away and highly entertained watching these women compete. What's even better is you'll be able to enjoy this with the entire family at an incredible price. Adult passes are only $20, and you'll get another $5 off when you use code BSN5. Kids 12 and under are $10, and 3 and under are free for the entire weekend. Visit at glendale.com for all your information and grab tickets that's infinity park at glendale.com
1: it's a pretty sweet deal uh, you can actually you can go down there you can see the uh, new zealand guys do the uh, the infamous haka yeah the clap thing yeah the the haka is it i don't know what it's called yeah. i'm not in the know it's called it's called the haka it's world famous it's incredibly cool it's one of my favorite things in all of sports and then uh, you can go see that and then head on over to breck brew for a little bit of the Nanny and then head to the pepsi center for Abs Wild on Saturday night. Boom, boom, boom. I just scheduled Cheers. your Saturday for yeah. you.
0: You are welcome. This is what we're here for. <laughs> easy, easy time. All right, we'll be back in a second. Second segment of the DNVR Avalanche podcast with Nathan and AJ. Now that we've got your Saturday all scheduled for you, let's head back to today, Thursday, this Calgary game. What is the biggest problem right now coming from Calgary towards the abs is it just the question marks in net you're afraid of of Gaudreau and Monahan dropping some goals on you
1: no it's the same thing that I've been afraid of the last the uh, several times these two teams have matched up and it's uh Mikhail Backlund shutting down the Nathan McKinnon line fair enough we, you know the in the postseason last year it obviously did not happen <laughs> and in the last regular season meeting it did not happen but through their careers through McKinnon's career through the time that they've been matched up uh they have uh Backlund has won that matchup more times than McKinnon has and there's there's a reason <laughs> that we've seen Calgary win a lot of games against the Avs over the years uh so this is uh the that's that's the key matchup anytime these guys play each other if that changes if that if they if they don't hard match tonight uh and Calgary wants to take their chances roaming free I take I take McKinnon against the Monaghan McKinnon Landeskog and uh what's his name Miko against
0: what's his name
1: yeah against Gaudreau Monaghan and Lindholm I take I take Colorado 10 times out of 10 in that matchup yeah in the head-to-head of the top yep.
0: offensive ability, if
1: they if they go head-to-head, I take I will take Colorado in that. Uh, they've got the size, they've got the speed, they've got the skill. They have the advantage at every turn against that line, that matchup, uh, and I I just think that Calgary doesn't want none of that. They've got a hard match with Backlund if they want to have a chance, and if they don't, then they won't.
0: And this is. On avalanche ice, so they will get last change here. Yep. Not something Bednar has used a ton traditionally, but we've talked about there being a lot more opportunity to do that with this year's lineup.
1: Yeah, and he did say we. Uh, he talked about it this uh, this morning. He did say that uh, it's going to take him some time to figure out where he's comfortable and the guys that the guys that can move around in the lineup and chemistry between the lines. You've got to figure out who plays well with who before you can start really worrying about hard matching and usage and stuff. So, you know, game one, it's a, probably a little early to be getting this into the weeds on stuff. Because Jared Bednar still doesn't really know who his team is going to be this year. He's got to figure them out. He's got to feel out all the new guys. You know, you, like you mentioned, half the forward core, uh, essentially half the forward core is new this year. So that's a lot of guys to figure out who's going to work with whom and what roles they can they can get away playing them in. Where where does that trust get built up, and how does that how does that picture kind of evolve over time? Uh, if if they get off to a good start, then it'll evolve a little quicker, and we'll certainly see them start to get into the matching more often. But I think, given that these two teams played each other in the postseason, you will see Bill Peters try to do what he can to to throw out uh, backland against McKinnon as often as possible. If he's not able to do that, I really don't like Calgary's chances at all.
0: The fallback plan of not line matching and just throwing out the three-headed monster whenever you need to usually tends to be all right. (laughs) Hasn't hurt him in the past. We'll put it that way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this is a deeper Colorado team than we've seen in the last several years. Right. Uh, So not line matching. You know, we might get to see JT Comper and Jonas Donskoy have a little bit of fun with uh, with whatever the the Calgary fourth
0: line ends up being tonight, yeah, I I think that is really interesting with the Evs bottom six. As you mentioned, you're still trying to figure out line chemistry a little bit. Maybe not on within a game, but on a game to game basis, I fully expect there to be a lot of of moving pieces in that bottom six. And we know Bender will do this. He likes to put guys situationally. Yeah, of course. And,
1: you know, I think we see that a lot more with the defense than with the forwards. Yep. Uh, but and I fully expect that to continue. You know, we talk we talked last segment a little bit about the pairings and such, but if they have an offensive zone face off and the McKinnon line is out there, I expect Gerard and McCarr to take a lot of those face offs together. Both of those guys to get put out there together. For those faceoffs, and then they'll get split up when the puck gets cleared out.
0: Yeah, it, it just makes sense, right? You want to give your best forward or best offensive defenseman opportunities, right? And you can do that with very low risk in that scenario.
1: Absolutely, and that's you know that's just understanding your lineup, and it's one of the things that I think the the Bednar Pratt coaching combination has done very well in its time in Colorado is set up a system that works like that you know, and they do it defensively too. And I think it just makes sense. It's good, smart coaching and not all coaches do it. You know, we, Patrick law never, never really acted that way until two minutes left in a game. And he would put Barry and Johnson together. Right. You know, out of desperation, not because, of, oh, Hey, well, this is just a situation we can do this. And, you know, that's, it's good, solid. And that's not, not me. Take a shot at wall. Just, you know. Um, it's something that I think that this coaching staff does really well and is really intelligent in their approach to it, uh, understanding the situations and being able to take advantage of uh, uh, of lineup opportunities.
0: In goal, you're going to have Grubauer versus
1: Talbot. Gruby uh, Riddich, I thought was getting the start tonight.
0: Oh no, you're you're totally right. You're totally right. It is Big save Dave because Big Save Dave always bodies the Avs. but tonight it might be a little bit different. We've talked about the abs question marks in goal, but we have a decent feel for Grubauer. Ridditch is kind of an interesting character. He's, he's someone that at one point was pegged to be the future starter for Calgary. And it's, it's never quite come to fruition, whether it's Mike Smith or, or Cam Talbot or whoever leapfrogging him. I just never know what to expect that of the guy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> honestly, true. <laughs> I, that's, that's the end of the end of my analysis on that one.
0: Goalies. They True exist. story, bud. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: You no, know, uh, I do think that maybe um, this is, and to be honest with you, I don't know, like the health situation. I don't know if there's something up with Talbot. Yeah, it's very possible. But I do know that uh, Redich in his, in his career against Colorado uh, has been good. Yep, you know, not not dominant, but good. Just in a couple of games played, uh, he's been he's been solid. I think he has two wins in two games. I'm trying to pull it up. Yeah, he's two and zero right now. One of them was like his first career shutout or something, right? I... Uh, he's given up five. No, he didn't have a shutout against okay. the West, but he's got five goals given up in two games. So no, it's not that great. It's pretty middle of the road. <laughs> it is, and a nine eighteen safe percentage. So good, not
0: great. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, he also hasn't faced an Avs team as deep as we've talked about, but Oh, yeah, dude. They're gonna be but that's I, that's the thing I'm most
1: excited for is no longer Oh god, Nathan McKinnon's line is on the ice. All right, well, all right, we'll we'll wait a few minutes to till they get back out. <laughs> right. Oh god, Nathan McKinnon's line is on the ice. You know, like we're not we're not gonna be doing that as much
0: this year where we're just sitting around waiting. I'm super excited for Kadri. Me too. I He's going to be, we talk about McKinnon leading the league in, in shots last year. Cadre has been a shot machine in the preseason. That dude just fires pucks.
1: Right. He is definitely a shoot first center. He's not worrying as nearly as much about distribution. And, uh, you know, with, with Jost kind of being a more, uh, I think, pass heavy player than yeah. than a natural trigger man, playing next to Kadri and Burakovsky, I'm excited to see what that line can do.
0: Just feeding pucks all day.
1: <laughs> yeah, I talked to Joe's this morning, and he was just like chomping at the bit. He was like, "I just want to play some hockey, AJ. I just want to play hockey. All right, I just want to. We want to get out there. We we couldn't have picked a better opponent. We wanted some Calgary or San Jose for our opening night game. We want to get out there, get a get ramped up with that playoff intensity. Remember how to get those juices flowing at that high of a level, and take that into the whole season. And I'm man,
0: I'm. I'm ready. Like, let's do this. Is this the best avalanche lineup of this decade?
1: Top to bottom first forward line through backup goaltender. I would say probably. All right. I wasn't going to, you know, that we have to remember that 13, 14. Yeah. Uh, that, that forward core was so good. It had a ton of depth. It really did. You know, that, that was the, that was Stasny, uh, O'Reilly, Stasneo, Duchesne, O'Reilly Landis, Duchesne, God, and, <laughs> yeah, Landis Kog, McKinnon, and Parento. Yep. And, you know, the bottom six had its talent, too. It wasn't – it was not terrible. But the defense was very iffy. When your number
0: one D is arguably Jan Haida.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you had Eric Johnson and Jan Haida and Tyson Berry, and uh, that was the Andre Benoit team, and they had Corey Sarich. It was you know, better
0: than some of the D's to come, but it wasn't great.
1: And like they got good years. You know, Nick Holden was on that one. Like they yeah. got a good year out of Nick Holden. They got a good year out of Corey Sarich before injuries. They got Andre Benoit probably his best NHL season. Like they got productive years out of those guys. Uh, so it was it, it was that like that there was a reason that team did what it did, right? Yeah, of uh, course. It got soups lucky. Uh, But it was like this, this team, I think top to bottom, I don't, the forward core may not be um, quite as deep. It's not, it's not as like stocked with high end talent, Yeah, Uh, but it's, it's got the elite line. And then I think Kadri and like, I think it's a really good forward core. Uh, Like lines three and four of this one are probably better than lines three and four of that team. Very, very
0: solid. But the question marks exactly on line two.
1: And and, right. And the defense is better. And I would, you know, I think the goal in goaltending is similarly a question mark as it was back then. Yeah.
0: I would say that's fair. We'll leave segment two there. We'll come back in segment three with a couple of other interesting questions, perhaps, on this ABS roster. But first, Chad with HouseLift has an incredible service for you. If you or your friends are thinking about selling your house, but it's not in tip-top condition, go to HouseLift.com. They'll show you how to maximize your profit. If your house is in need of an upgrade, HouseLift can assist in eliminating all of the stress of the remodeling process while matching the current trends that buyers most desire and get this there are zero upfront costs from you the homeowner that's right you won't pay for any of the upfront costs for the remodel until your house closes Houselift will handle everything from the contractors to the design while managing all of the costs here's what you need to do head to their website or facebook page you can find both at houseliftcolorado.com and check out the incredible remodels Houselift has done for homeowners here in the metro area in past jobs, Houselift has put anywhere from fifteen dollars to $60,000 more in their clients' pockets. Call 303-885-7888 today and find out what Houselift can do for you. Oh yeah, if you hire one of Houselift's preferred realtors, they'll sell your home without charging a listing commission. Third and final segment of the DNVR Avalanche podcast, Before Real Hockey Happens, The anticipation is killing me. I think it's killing AJ as well. I want to start off with a big question about this Avs roster. Are there any NHL award winners on this roster tonight? Uh, There could be three. I know what two of them are. The Art Ross or something. Hart and Calder. Yeah, I got those two. I don't think that they they have the Art Ross guy. I don't think they do either. That's why I don't. What's the third one? Vezna. Wow. Okay, I like that. Um, and that's like I've always been like a
1: big Philip Grubauer fan. Yeah. Uh, I think he has the potential to be very very good. He just has to do it. Yeah. And you know that's it's hard to do across an entire season. It's rare to see that. Um, I. You know, I'm not gonna go that bold. I and say I think it happens, but I think if they were to get a third trophy, uh, that that's just as likely as, um, and if they were to get that one, then Bednar also probably gets serious Jack consideration. Adams, yeah. Yes, he gets serious Jack Adams consideration because the Jack Adams is a goaltending award.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, if if Grubauer's winning the Vesna, it opens you up for the Jack Adams. It also opens you up for someone winning that con Smythe, I
1: think. Uh, well, and it it opens up President's Trophy.
0: Yeah, a whole lot of a whole lot of trophies could open
1: up. Right, if you're the Heart winner and the Vesna winner, you're talking President's Trophy. Like you just are. If you have if you have a Heart finalist and a Vesna finalist, you don't even have to win the damn things.
0: <laughs> well, McKinnon's come close in the past. Mm-hmm. Boy, did he! That's one of the closest MVP votes ever. Yeah it's if New Jersey misses the playoffs, does he win it? Yes, there you go definitely i mean if if
1: three Pittsburgh riders don't leave McKinnon off their ballot so they could find a place for both Crosby and Malkin, <laughs> very true, you know it might have been it might have been that 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 might have made the difference like it was a very close vote
0: it was one of the tightest ones that I can remember, but We'll see. On On the other side, the other award, Kale McCarr, possibly being in that, that Calder conversation. Yeah, and if I tell you what, if Quinn Hughes plays like he did last night for a lot of this season, I ain't worried about Quinn Hughes. <laughs> well, I don't know if I was ever that worried about Quinn Hughes, if I'm being honest. It's- uh, uh,
1: I'm... I'm I'm not just because he's a defenseman and because they have Kakao and Jack Hughes, right? Exactly to contend with this year. So, uh, and and defensemen really usually only win the Calder in like down forward years.
0: Yeah, yeah. McCar would le- very likely have to do something something special if he hits right. Evans' prediction of of fifty points. Then it's it's a conversation.
1: You're in that. You have to be in that conversation. And I will. If he gets a 50-plus, I will openly, publicly campaign for it. Unless <laughs> something special is happening elsewhere. All right. You know, like, if Kakao or Hughes is having a point-per-game rookie season, you know, they're going off for, you know, if one of them throws up, like, one of those ultra-rare, like, 80- or 90-point rookie years, like, I, you don't care about Kael McCarr. Like, he's not winning that.
0: I'm just imagining, like a grassroots campaign in Denver where you like stick a head of kale out in your yard to show your support for my for Calder. It'll be way more aggressive than that. It'll be (laughs) way more aggressive than that. It will be me
1: going after every PHWA member who comes into town. And every time I'm on the road seeking out the PHWA members in those cities and like openly making my case for him. If, if it gets to that point. Got it. Got it. So, like, yeah. Because out your Uber
0: in other cities
1: with a bullhorn yelling about Makar. Right. And like, like having like campaign signs that I'm just giving out in the press box. (laughs) I'm going to put them in my, I'm going to put them in my, uh, my, my computer bag. And I'm just going to start, I'm just going to start laying them on people's, uh, people's desks. And it's going to have Makar stats and it's going to got, it's going to have a historical stats and like why what he's doing is special. I'm just.
0: telling you, if he has that kind of gear, <laughs> man, I'm going all out for it. Re engineer those get Gabe in buttons and just cross it out and put in McCar instead. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, we're going to, it's going to be the McCalder. The McCalder. Make it happen, Captain. So it's, uh, that's, that's where we are with it, man. And, yeah, cause if, if Kakao or Hughes or one of the, uh, you know, some other forward every year, there's like a, a guy or two that kind of pushes where you're like, oh, wow. Um, the, and, and the forwards, if whoever the top forwards are having are, and they're having like a 50 or 60 point year, and Makar pushes 50, like, and he's like a top defenseman and the abs are very, very good, like, right. F that, like, your Rangers and Devils missing the playoff ass and getting that vote. <laughs> Give it to the stud. That's right. The stud on the stud team.
0: Hey, no, you'll get no arguing from me. If my car puts up 50 points, he should win the Calder. I'm all about that. Yeah.
1: Unless Quinn Hughes puts up 51, then we got the problem.
0: Well, yeah, that's a. If Quinn Hughes puts up 51, then that's a whole different ballpark. And and Vancouver might actually not be that bad this year. Yeah. Um, All right. A couple of other games going on that do affect the early start to the central division here you have nashville and minnesota you got to think that's a pretty easy two points for nashville curious to see how what kind of fight minnesota
1: puts up yeah that will that will be i'm i'm gonna keep an eye on them this year
0: all right fair enough fair enough yeah i mean given the way minnesota has played you could definitely see some physicality in that game to say the least also have Winnipeg who has been scrambling basically this entire preseason going up against New York who New York is a really, really interesting team this year. I'm super curious to see what happens with them.
1: Um, Which the Rangers, sorry. Okay. um, Cause I think both teams are interesting for different reasons. Uh, obviously the Rangers, very splashy off season uh, went, went ham uh, and obviously got hilariously lucky with Capo Cacao. Yeah, Kako, um, I, go, Panarin, I mean, think think Karuba. about no, 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 no bones against uh Bo Byram, but imagine if right now the Avs were opening up and their second line was Jost Kadri and Kakao instead. Yeah, or or go or Jost Kadri and Rantanen and Kakao was next to McKinnon and Landeskog.
0: It's just terrifying,
1: you know. Like, can't understate the amount of luck that was involved in that. Uh, in in them getting that that maybe that big piece there, uh, but they still you know Savannah Jet had a great breakout year as a C la- uh, last year. Yep, needs to do that again. But still, down the middle is where they're weakest. And how many times have we seen if you're going to be weak down the middle, you're probably not going deep into a, into the playoffs. Uh, and right now, that, of course, that's not their concern. Their concern is like, let's just get back to the postseason, yay! <laughs> but Panarin and it's great great foundation to start building around. Uh, curious how the Chris Kreider thing plays out Uh, their defense is kind of all over the place but Jacob Truba's dope what's happening in goal you know they they just brought over the Russian kid who's going to be a beast and what's the timeline on Hank and you know they're they are an interesting team
0: yeah there's they play Winnipeg opening their opening night which is today Uh, does Truba just go ham on his old team (laughs) Um, or is it the Neil Pionk show? I guess it could go the other way.
1: You know, it, it might be, it might end up getting, uh, end up being the Josh Morrissey show. And that's true.
0: Cause he's going to be their guy this year at mm-hmm. this point, point.
1: 25 minutes a night, all situations. Yep. Uh, if you have not gone into your fantasy draft league and, and done your,
0: your draft yet, there's your sleeper right there. Boom. Now we're, we're giving out the sweet fantasy info too. We got a little bit of everything on this show. Yeah, today. Well,
1: since I decided against us running leagues again this year, cause it was just too much work last year. Um, and it was kind of a mess because, because of that, we'll give out some fantasy advice. We should have like one segment every week where we take yeah. people's fantasy
0: questions. There you go. That's perfect. So the weekly 12 minutes of fantasy or whatever. That's right. I like that. I like that. We'll have to incorporate that one in. And one last final time. The next time we talk to you will be after abs hockey that matters. So final thoughts yeah. going into tonight.
1: Um, Early tomorrow morning, right? We're trying out our new
0: podcast schedule. So I'm, yep. excited. I'm excited for that too. Yeah. Should be, should be exciting to, I mean, it's going to be awesome. The game's going to happen. We're going to have like, four pieces of content immediately after the game. And then the podcast in the morning, and it's just going to be awesome coverage.
1: Yeah. Evan and I will be there. Uh, He'll, he'll have grades. I'll have uh, takeaways and probably a feature prom, honestly, probably like a Timmons piece. Yeah. Just because he's earned it. And uh, then, you know, you'll have your three stars. Three stars and then the the full video review a bit later. Yeah. So lots of lots of stuff coming. And that's that's gonna be per game. Like that's what it's gonna look like. Every single game game, we'll have all that
0: and then the podcast in the morning. Yep. So So
1: it's uh I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. You know, we'll obviously weekends we won't do the pods uh, barring barring something like crazy happening, or if we just really, really want to talk about it. (laughs) <laughs> um, we'll save those, especially like Saturday night. They play game two, and then they don't play again for four, or five days. Yeah, you know that'll be that'll be a great Monday pod. But no, honestly, I'm really looking forward to all of this. I'm looking forward to uh, setting up shop and and getting to work and providing the best ABS content that we know how to provide and watching what we we believe is going to be a very good hockey team.
0: Yeah. It's it's the most excited I've been about the Avs in you know, a good long while, so it's gonna be a blast of a year and, and I just can't wait to to get started on it. So we'll end this podcast there. Go out, get ready to enjoy the abs tonight. I know it might be tough for some of you to actually watch the game, but at very least you can follow us at DNBR Avalanche on Twitter. We will have at least the main highlight clips for you. Get you what we can. Either way, thank you for listening, and you will hear from us again tomorrow morning. You guys may or may not have witnessed our very own Ryan Koningsberg experience, a pretty rough hangover experience after the Broncos draft party and preseason game at Blake Street Tavern. If you haven't, this video is worth checking out on Facebook at DNVR Broncos. VitaMobile IV came to Ryan's rescue, and I mean they really came through. VitaMobile IV comes to your home, office, dorm room, or wherever you need some serious hydration. Vita Mobile IV is made up of professionals passionate about preventative health care and the benefits of IV therapy and alternative medicine. Recover and recharge with Vita Mobile IV, download their app. Request a skilled IV drip therapist. Sit back and relax because they come to you. Don't forget to use promo code HYD20 and save 20% off your first IV drip. Visit vitalmobileiv.com today to learn more or just download their app and book your appointment. That's HYD20 to save 20% off.